You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Another hundred yards against the 49ers again for Cooper Cup. This one is juggled pick. There goes Hafunga. Hafunga, touchdown, San Francisco, pick six. Welcome on in, BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, and Hawks are with you on a Tuesday. Time to get to today. It's Futures Day on the show here. We'll talk a lot here about Futures team player awards around the NFL coming up after Monday Night Football with the 49ers over the Rams last night. Some great guests on the show as well today. One of our best guests uh, list we've had all season. Eric Eager, Summer Sports, one of our favorites. We'll see if he still thinks the Lions can restore the roar. Jason Scott, VP of Trading at FGM, and Michael Felder, Field of 12. They'll join us over the course of the show today. We'll get to a little baseball as well with every team now in. 12 teams in. The baseball playoff field is set. We'll see how the seedings shake out next couple days. But it's set. We start, though, with Monday Night Football, 24 to 9. Aaron, let's start with you because you had a good night last night, and, and you and I talked about it. The Stafford interception, we thought that was the way to go. Boom. It, it, I, I, he could have thrown a few more, but that was um, that that was a good night for the 49ers <laughs> and for the Stafford pick. Yeah, I, I was thinking about this last night because obviously you could get a better number with the Jimmy G interception, but sometimes you just – don't overthink it, you know? It's like, yeah, you can get a slightly better number, but Matthew Stafford interception is, it hits almost every time, you know? And it did again, and same with Cooper Cup. Don't tell him this is the best defense. He doesn't care. He's still going to get over 100 yards. He had that uh, rough game last week with 44 yards, and I think that's why that prop was a bit lower, but he cleared that. So, And then uh, Brad gave us over on his receptions. That hit as well, the under. I mean, we were on it. The Yeah, with the Safford prop, you had so many more opportunities, obviously, for those picks. And yeah, it felt like it was coming. You were just waiting yeah. for it to happen. And, and something that hit last night that, you know, I just kind of overlook, I think, uh, naturally, a lot of people because it's a quicker sweat in the beginning of the game is the first touchdown score. But there are certain matchups, and I think last night was one of them. Maybe I'm saying it because it ended up cashing. But sometimes we should, we should probably take more of a look at last touchdown score and betting on defense slash special teams, more so defense, defensive touchdowns there. Uh, my guy Ryan Glashbeagle, he hit on that last night. Uh, San Francisco was 37-1, to 1, last touchdown wow. of the game to be a defensive score. And the odds were about the same for both sides. So if you wanted to play both, um, yeah, 15 cash, like whatever it was, 570 or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, that's a really, that's a really strong hit. Uh, one thing that was apparent to me in last night's game, because I was looking at it through the lens of uh, searching for that Leonard Floyd plus 340 half a sack throughout the evening, which, which never came was <laughs> we just bet, we just bet on the wrong offensive line to struggle. Just, 
I, I think at times we don't give San Francisco enough credit on defense, and all of their focus is on the quarterback. Understood, most important position, a lot of drama there with the offseason into the regular season. But, man, do they put some pressure on. And the, the 49ers offensive line, see, when you have Shanahan, he can find ways to scheme around it. And that's exactly what we saw. Stafford going down seven times. Jimmy G not sacked once. Stafford, 5.3 yards per attempt. Jimmy G, 8.9 yards per attempt last night. You want to talk about efficiency? Uh, I believe those Jeff Wilson props hit as well, 18 for 74. So the, the cup, if you're betting props, that's good. But if you're back in the Rams, if you have Rams futures, if you're considering that, I think it's bad. Like He's a remarkable player, but he's not looking for anybody else. Anybody else. And, and McVay is so good, he finds way to scheme cup open. But they paid Allen Robinson a lot of money, and there is clearly zero trust between Stafford and Allen Robinson. He does not look his way. He goes to Higby a ton. He did last night, mm -hmm. 10 catches on 14 targets. He looks to my guy, Ben Skoranek, a whole lot more than he goes to Allen Robinson. Allen like, Robinson's agent, his whole, his whole group, was saying how the Bears were out to get him. It's Matt Nagy's offense. They weren't putting him in positions to succeed. Are you going to blame Sean McVay? Because Allen Robinson has been a complete bust-out through the first month of the season. And for fantasy players, I'm sure today they're thinking, should I just drop this guy? Probably. I mean, he's not involved at all. He's a $15 million a year decoy on that offense. They don't even look at him. He's Is a, he a decoy? Are, are people paying attention to him? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's clearing out defenders, and then the Skoronek's running underneath. That's where the ball's going, or, or obviously Cooper Cup. A um, couple yeah. things off of, of what you just said, Joe. I, I think – so, that, obviously, there's lots we made of this game. It's the top of the NFC West. These two teams, who's going to be better? That Now the Niners have this win. <clears throat> the Niners are a better football team than the, than the Rams right now. They're better, yeah. and their defense is the reason. I think the 49ers' defense is the best in the NFL, and it might be by a margin. They're unbelievable. They're allowing 3.8 yards of play. The next closest right now are the Buffalo Bills at 4.2 and the Eagles at 4.5. Those are the top three. Mm. I mean, I thought those teams were impressive. This is under four. Last night, the Rams averaged 3.5 yards per play. That's a Sean McVay offense with Matthew Stafford I under and Cooper Cup. I understand they're struggling, but that's remarkable. If the Niners can get Trent Williams healthy, and the Niners can get Garoppolo playing at whatever his best is. I still think they can represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. As I, I watched the beginning of this season, the, yeah. the Eagles are the best team in the NFC, obviously. But we're going to look for teams all year. Who's going to knock off the Eagles? Who can knock off the Eagles? And we'll yeah. bring up Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers. We'll bring up the Rams because we have to. We'll bring up the Bucks because we have to. The Niners look like a team that is very – I think they're very dangerous if they figure this offense out just enough, Aaron, because that defense is smothering. Yeah, exactly. And also, I mean, I, I've loved Jimmy G this whole time. I mean, I don't – I was never a big believer in Trey Lance, so I'm excited to see what this Niners team can do. But circling back to what um, you were saying about Allen Robinson, remember we saw Robert Woods had the same issue last season, mm. and he started complaining, and then Sean McVay – found a way to get him the ball a couple games, but it kind of reminds me of the same thing that happened last season. The difference is Robert Woods could separate more. 
And and that's what's gone on with Allen Robinson. Like some people give him a lot of credit for contested catches. Well, everything's a contested catch because he can't separate. You know, for all these A-Rob truthers out there, I'd like to hear from them because that's a big part of the game right now. You need some space. Allen Robinson can't create space. And the narrative has always been, oh, he's with the worst quarterbacks. Oh, poor guy, Trubisky. And look at Penn State, he didn't have a quarterback. And Jack, Blake Bortles. Well, I mean, he's got to do his part. So I, I wonder if they figure it out. I'm, I'm not saying it's over after four games, but I wonder if they develop that trust because they needed him to come in and take over that number two yeah. role. It's a big part yeah. of this. And, and while we give San Francisco credit and they deserve all of it, I also wonder how much is it a column A, column B situation from last night where it's just the Rams are an average offense and they need to be great. Are they a great offense? Uh, week one, they had their struggles against Buffalo. Okay, tough matchup. Last night, tough matchup. So is that, is that what we're going to be looking at moving forward when they have a tough matchup, that they're not going to get to 300 yards of offense? Because that what we that's what we saw in the season opener. And that's what we saw last night. They couldn't get to 300 yards. Uh, just something I'll be thinking about. Where back of our mind, tough matchup. Teams are not scared of the Rams right now. And you say average offense. Right now, they're the second worst team in the NFL through four weeks in yards per play. Second worst. And they played the wow. Falcons. Right? They played a, a been, bad defense. They played a. They've a, been you know, living. They've been living top three for a few years in yards yeah, per play. I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, right now, you know, they're living with they're living with the the Carson Wentz Commanders and the Mitch Trubisky Steelers. Oh wow! Right is this a Super Bowl at. hangover? Is it injuries? Like, what do you attribute to this? It's crazy with well, the drop off. So they have played the Bills and the Niners, right? Maybe two of the top five defenses in the NFL. So I, I do think and the Falcons and the Falcons and the Falcons. <laughs> Who's your uh, oh, uh, Arizona? So too yeah. good, too bad, right? So. No, 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 too bad. Too oh, too, bad. Right. Yeah, I know. But, Not, yeah, but, no, Falcons yeah. defense is poor. It is. Yeah, it that's is. okay. Their because... offense is what's carrying yes. us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, all right, well, quickly, the last thing on this for this game. Mm -hmm. Stafford, what do we think? Is 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 this just going to be all year with Matthew Stafford? It, it, I mean, the, the interceptions, Aaron, have piled <laughs> up to the point where it's seven in his last five, right? So this is eight picks in his last six starts in the regular season. He's not played well. He just hasn't. Yeah, and he he did it last year, but like they were putting up points and they were putting up big yards and he, they were able to overcome it. But if you can't overcome it, then it's like, what are we doing here now, guy? This is not working. What, um, probably not spending a lot of airtime, anybody on it because they won in impressive fashion last night. Two games back, are we worried that George Kittle's not going to be a big part of this offense? It was invisible. I, at one point last night, as I'm looking at my over 42 die in the first half because he wasn't getting that much targeted, <laughs> I, I was yes. wondering, like, I, I was watching, so I had one screen on that, and I had the Phillies on the other screen as they clinched last night. I'm like, is he even on the field? Because I kept looking at the box right. score in front of me. I'm like, he does, and then he was. And I'm like, and then he had the 120-yard yeah. catch. No, Joe, I think it's, it's fair. I mean, their running game obviously runs the offense, but Debo – Ebo. That's Jimmy G's guy. And now maybe more yeah. Ayuk and some of those other receivers. And Ayuk. Involved. Jennings. Yeah. There, there, there's a Jimmy G Ayuk connection that I've noticed in other games. So th that's worth yep. keeping an eye on. And, and with Kittle, like we mentioned on yesterday's preview, also they're missing Trent Williams right now on the offensive line. They're going to need some of his help. I didn't look at the, the routes run 
uh, numbers from last night, but I, I figured that could be a part. It, it's game yeah. two back. It's game two back. So so we'll see. But I think a lot of there's another fantasy angle from last night that is, that's been a complete dud so far this season. Kittle on the Niners side and Allen Robinson on the Rams side. Totally. Um, are we mentioned our Falcons? Are we worried? Yesterday we we were dealt a little bit of a blow after the show. Cordero Patterson, they're kind of all dual purpose, you know, former receiver becomes a running back, whatever it is, is good. He's out a month now on the IR. Are we worried or do we persevere through this as a Falcons show? Aaron, what do we think? What are the next four games? I need to look. Oh, they're not easy. Yeah, they're not easy. We got the Bucs here. I mean, I'm not going to hit the panic button, but yeah, it's definitely a concern. I actually don't mind that it's this stretch. They'll get them back when they start hitting those bottom feeders and start stacking wins. Again, we said they need to get one out of these next three. Yep. And, the, so, you know, their offensive line has been creating enough push that – and we saw – I don't know exactly how you pronounce it. Is it Algier? I mean, he had I a nice little game. Here. Yeah, he had a nice little game I, behind that O-line. I mean, they got a, they got a couple guys they can fill in. Not uh, yeah, okay. So going into Sunday's game, CPAT was questionable. And if you were backing Atlanta, I think that should have been a, a concern. And that's a fair concern because he he's so much of the offense. So how are they going to adjust right now for at least the next month? Um, in our text thread, Paul said, you know, Tyler Algiers season. And I kind of chuckled at it. But, you know, what I've read off this guy, like going into the season for like in like backup spots and fantasy drafts and stuff like that. They love this guy. And there are a lot of people that study college running backs and they think he's got some pop, man. And all he needs is an opportunity. So the value of running backs, I'm not that concerned about it. I'm not. Uh, did uh, did any of the lines move or futures adjust at all? I would think not because it is a running back, but he's just so much of the offense. That was, that was my thought too. It was a running back. And also I think I'm saying that after seeing what he was able to do, complain for Patterson like he was pretty efficient and then I saw some nines pop up around the board on Atlanta this week against Tampa Bay but I don't think really the five and a half for that same juice for the win total still out there that we talked about yesterday um I think that 125 to one for the NFC is still out there Arthur Smith down to 40 to one I did see that move to 40 to one so people are listening people mm. believe in we're moving the books again. Um, yeah, BetMGM's at eight and a half for the game on Sunday. And so maybe he's worth a half point, you know, yeah. and or maybe that's just a natural move anyway. But yeah, I mean, they're they're in a more difficult spot without him coming up. So we'll watch that one and see where that line goes. Quickly, last thing, we'll do a baseball segment later because we have the 12 teams that are set. But the Phillies have punched her ticket. Joe, your World Series hopes are alive. And Paul, that means Paul Aspen cashes the Brewers to miss the playoffs ticket. Because that is officially done. Phillies and Brewers out. Marlins. We're a Marlins show. I mean, Marlins show. I mean, <laughs> who, who's been telling you guys since April? Phillies. Who's been telling you? Uh, based on when I bet it and the, the current number, I don't have a ton of value. I think BetMGM World Series odds is 35 to 1 right now. I got it in the 40s after they made the, the manager change. But I don't mind it. And, Okay. I don't know how much baseball we're going to be able to squeeze in, but is today a spot where you fade the celebration? You fade the clinching with the Phillies. Do you want to move up? There's an outside chance that they can move up. I don't want to move up. If, you, if you're Philadelphia, you want that sixth spot, right, Joe? 
you want St. Louis because otherwise DeGrom and Scherzer yes. are waiting on Friday and Saturday, and they've beat them up all year. That That's going to be interesting to see how they play it today. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, Beck UL Daily. On the other side, Eric Eager, Summer Sports, joins us on the Beck UL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.